the Culture Guy podcast. Welcome back. This is the second episode for July 2016. This time with some friends of mine. back this is the culture guy also known as christian welcome back to this podcast second episode for july this time with my guests that are also friends of mine that i met on their international journey but before we talk to belen and roberto i would like to point your attention to an event that's coming up so as we're releasing this episode of the podcast it's only a couple days until july 28th and if you are in the chattanooga tennessee area that's for those of you who live outside the united states this is in the u.s in the beautiful state of tennessee the city of Chattanooga and their Chamber of Commerce, more specifically their International Business Council, will be hosting a annual meeting. It's going to be on July 28th, and all the specifics will be on the website and in the show notes. Just make sure you check that out. If you live in the Chattanooga area or near in driving distance, I would encourage you to come by to the annual meeting of the International Business Council. There'll be a panel conversation about what do expatriate families need when they are at their host location, at their hosting destination. What is there beyond the job? What is there beyond the expatriate assignment? And we're going to discuss this with representatives from companies like the Volkswagen AG and with Wacker Polysilicone or with M. Lilly. So there will be local representatives from international companies that are expatriates themselves or are dealing with expats on a day-to-day basis. We'll be discussing what needs to happen at a local destination that is hosting international business and their employers, excuse me, and their employees. And a friend of mine, a mentor of mine, uh, quoted a phrase that I, I dearly appreciate because it brings it, it boils it down to one point. It's not that companies go global, it's people go global. And as they go global, they take their employers with them. So what do these host um, locations, what do cities that have an international business presence, what do, need, what do they need to provide to make it an interesting, um, life-enriching experience and how do they well how can a location be ready for international business what does that even mean to be a host to international corporations so this is something that we will be discussing on july 28th and all the specifics i'll talk to you later about go check out the show notes all the links will be in there it's easy to sign up 
And if you have something to contribute to that, if that is a topic that interests you, or if you're just there to network and rub elbows with the international business community in the Chattanooga metropolitan area, I would highly encourage you to come there. All right. Now, um, since we're given this a little more local approach now, some of those who are listening know that I live in the Chattanooga area and in Atlanta. So we are in, my business is located in the southeastern United States, my business is the Culture Mastery, and that's why this podcast is called The Culture Guy, um, because that's what we do. We help people who go global cross cultures with more efficiency and with more ease. So now that we're giving it a little more of a local spin, I would like to introduce you to people that have become friends of mine. I was privileged enough to be their cultural trainer um, upon their arrival in the Chattanooga area. They hail from Pamplona in northern Spain. Those of you who have ever heard about the, um, the chasing of the bulls through Pamplona, yes, that Pamplona. And Belen Galindo uh, Lizaldre and her husband uh, Roberto Gondi Ruiz um, spent about three years in the Chattanooga area. And I met them when they first got here. I met them several times in between, and I had a chance to touch base with them the day before they went back home to Pamplona to let them reflect on what it is like. What is it like as a Southern European to come to the Southern United States? What is it like to live in a different culture, uprooting an entire family and moving across the Atlantic? Like many of our listeners apparently are interested in and many of the people that we interact with professionally have that very story. So I thought it would be a great idea to hear it directly from them. So as we go into the interview with them, please keep in mind this was recorded in a public space. We were in a cafe in on the outskirts of Chattanooga. It may be a little noisy in the background, but you'll get the drift, all right? So here we are today in beautiful Chattanooga with Belen Galindo Lizaldre and with her husband Roberto Goñi. And they're both from Pamplona, Spain, and they have different last names. So for those of you who are not familiar with Spanish name nomenclatura, you're married and you have two different names. Why is that? Well, in, in the Spanish culture, uh, well, as you mentioned, uh, we don't get rid of any of the last names. Once you get married, you inherit on or you add your last names to your wife's last names. Mm -hmm. So every, for instance, our kids have four last names. They have t my two last names and my wife's last, uh, two last names. So we, we are accumulating uh, last names uh, as we, we, we continue with the families. No? So you're rich in names. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, Roberto and Belen, you've been here in the United States for the past three years and I'm catching you basically on your way to the airplane. You're about to fly back home. Your family is going to go back to Pamplona uh, in a couple of days. You've spent the past three years here in Tennessee. And full disclosure for the audience, I met this beautiful family three years ago when they just arrived and I had the pleasure of doing cultural training with them. So how has it been these three years? So what, what, what changed in you? So many things changed. Uh, I imagine when I first arrived to Chattanooga, I didn't know 
anything about this uh, amazing city. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't uh, know what to expect of these three years uh, because the first time that I hear about Chattanooga, the first time that this word came to my life was three and a half years ago, more or less. So mm -hmm. imagine, didn't know anything. Now, Chattanooga is part of my life. Mm -hmm. It's my Beautiful. second hometown and it will be with me forever and oh, that's beautiful. not only a war because um, Chattanooga is an amazing place to live to raise a family and if you really uh, want you can do so many things you can experience uh, different backgrounds uh, a lot of uh, environments uh, in a small size city in a mm -hmm. medium sized city and uh, as uh, probably most of the country the US give you the opportunity to take advantage of uh, every of your skills if you really want to do it. Right. So, so you, you came from a, a, a full-time employment in, in Pamplona. Um, as I said in the beginning, you uh, were in media, you've been a writer and you've been in broadcast media in Pamplona. You've been, I think, somewhat of a celebrity at home. People know who you are. So now you, your husband who came here to be on a work assignment for his employer, um, basically ripped you out of your network mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. took you to this foreign land um, and I remember you telling me three years ago that you were a little worried how this mm -hmm. may impact your career and your life so yeah. looking back now after three years um, what's your what's your judgment on that well uh, I can't deny I can't say uh, that I was happy when I arrived I was uh, a little angry even with my husband because he robbed me yes as, as you said but now, probably, um, that's one of my biggest mistakes, uh, having, uh, having fears, being mm. afraid, uh, don't giving uh, to me the opportunity to experience a new world, uh, don't having faith of uh, being out of the control zone and rebirth mm -hmm. and, and make a new Belen, a new person in this new country, what I did at the, at the end. And, and now I can say that the balance, it has been great. But just the quest, it's, it's just a question of uh, taking advantage of the change and giving the opportunity to start again. That's yes. something easy to say, but sometimes that's something tough, something difficult, yeah. and something uh, scary. It, it may not be easy, but it's worth it, right? It's exactly, that's so totally worth it. I w I'm, I'm gonna post the links to, to your work because, um, dear audience, you may not know this, but um, Belen, as I said, was a media professional in Spain, or she will be, again, a media professional once she goes back, and she immediately plugged in into the local media scene. She became a columnist for the Spanish-speaking newspaper here, and she wrote a blog, and eventually she published a book about the people of Chattanooga, mm -hmm. which just recently hit the shelf. So, <laughs> want to tell our audience how the book idea came about? Oh, at the beginning, I didn't, uh, I didn't know that I was going to write the book. Um, even I didn't think about writing or interviewing people. I just started um, writing for the newspaper, as you said, because I'm a journalist. And uh, after uh, starting to write at the newspaper, I was uh, teaching. Spanish and I was uh, working promoting events uh, 
uh, in the International um, Outreach Office at Chattanooga State Community College. I mean, I was involved with the community. Yes. The first two years I spent trying to make my own networking and, and trying to be immersed in the community of Chattanooga. So for the third, for the third year, these last uh, 10, 11 months, I wonder, what can I do? I want to make something by myself, not working with others. I just mm -hmm. want to make something about my passion, mm -hmm. that is journalism. So I started making interviews because I really wanted to read uh, and to capture the sense of the city. And I thought that the magic of the city was not on the landscapes or the mm. monuments. Of course, Chattanooga is a nice city to visit and it's a nice place to stay and to admire because the, the background, the landscapes, and the environment, everything is nice, but the magic is on the people. Oh, beautiful. So I thought that through its people, I could read the landscape, the, the human landscape or the portrait of the city mm -hmm. and I started making interviews and one day I realized that I have more than 70 interviews done so so the 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 humanity so to say the n noticing that um, despite the fact that you're in a different environment in a different culture with a different language there is a human bond that you develop and it made your home away from home now your your second home you said it's it will always be part of your life right so what would you recommend to especially families that transition into another culture with a different language um, what are some of the tips you would give them if they do this for the first time I think it's important to know um, to, to yeah, to pick something that you really like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know, maybe um, just uh, um, for someone, maybe the, the, the hobby, uh, mm -hmm. maybe the work, maybe whatever, a, a passion that you have, and try to read the place through your passion. That's mm -hmm. what I did. That's mm -hmm. what I made. I, I love writing. I love uh, journalism. So I tried to be in touch with people who was involved with this. And that was something interesting that it worked for me another question is being open always don't stay at home yes go out well you you see that quite a bit in the expatriate communities that sometimes um expats cling to each other or mm -hmm. or isolate themselves from their host culture so you say don't do that don't right? do that yeah. don't do that no you have to go out and you okay. have to Try to be exposed, be exposed, and to be others. vulnerable, right? Yeah, be al and be vulnerable. allowed to get hurt and, exactly. and learn from it. Mm. Because the deepest uh, that sometimes you feel that you are going down. I mean, sometimes it's, it's not easy, mm. but the highest will be your heaven. No, oh, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So, Roberto, um, yeah. you came you came here on a work assignment, so you you didn't have the pleasure to interact in social life as much as your wife did because you were. Well, your employer yeah. kept you quite busy. So uh, Roberto works for a German automotive manufacturer who started a plant here in Tennessee and you work for them in finance. How was that transition for you coming from the Volkswagen plant in Pamplona to come to the Volkswagen plant in Chattanooga? Well, it was a kind of uh, mixed feeling situation. No? It was uh, the beginning, it was challenging because yes, you, you think that working in a um, company that has different locations in the world, more or less the the culture is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that it's not that way. I mean, okay. is that uh, you 
the companies are composed by people and the people come from different backgrounds and different origins and so in this case was that way you know i mean basically this company here is composed by american uh, employees and also some some other i mean it's, it's a very multicultural uh, company which is it also helps but on the other side uh, i was coming from a company basically I mean, the teams in my company were composed by Spanish people, so okay. it was a great sh shock at the beginning. And getting used to this uh, different atmosphere and different style, management style, uh, was something that it took me time, mm -hmm. as expected. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, it was now that I see that process in perspective, uh, some, I have to think that uh, I have learned a lot mm -hmm. from that, which is uh, the good point about that. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, there was some difficulties, but I was able to face that. And this challenge, from every challenge, you learn something. So. What was one of the, the biggest challenges for you in your field? Well, it's, we were talking about uh, that some time ago. No, it was the, the main, the main, targ uh, the main uh, challenge that I was facing. It was the, that uh, different style in, in terms of facing the work here, especially with the employees, the young people, especially with the, with the millennials. Uh, we were talking about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, the young people here in the States is more used to, to well, it's seeking continuously about appreciation, uh, yes. uh, good feedback. Mm -hmm. I think it, it has a lot to do with the education that mm -hmm. the people receive here. Mm -hmm. I think that is also something that is happening in, in, in Europe, but, but here is m maybe more, more clear, this, this impact. So you said they, they, they have a, a strong desire, a strong need to feel appreciated and yeah. be acknowledged for their work. Yeah. And in Spain or in Europe overall, um, people don't get as much as positive feedback for their work. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if we put that in an, in an example, no, yes. uh, in Europe when you receive some instructions from a boss or from a team leader, you are supposed to, full, to, to uh, follow these instructions and when the work is well done, you don't expect to have a, a good feedback or mm -hmm. an appreciation uh, comment. Here is not that way. Is that uh, especially with the young people, they require constantly that you tell them that the good job, good job, this is uh, well done. Uh, because if you don't do that, normally they consider themselves as not well, very well appreciated, and sometimes they they leave the the team or they look mm -hmm. for for other opportunities uh, outside of the company. What did you decide to do then? Did you decide to meet them there and did you give them more feedback than you would have yeah. usually done in Spain? Or did you stick with your more European approach? What was your answer to that question? Well, when, when I figured it out that, that this was happening, uh, I tried to change a little bit the style and, and trying to be more communicative, just telling, uh, giving them much more uh, feedback and uh, constantly having meetings with the team members trying to have a uh, atmosphere in which everyone knows what's going on and, and, and trying to tell them but but I changed my style but at the same time I said I, I consider that is uh, fair to get good good and bad uh, feedback mm -hmm. I think that when something has to be improved I think that the people needs to know that something has to be improved so I continue with with this style what I realized is that this is not working. I mean, it's not. It works. Uh, they are. Uh, they. They. They are thankful for for the feedback, but when the feedback is not as good as as they expected, 
the reaction was not good. So okay. I think, and, and, and I realized that it was a cultural shock. It was a kind of a uh, cultural difference that is tough to, to deal with because you cannot change your style completely. You can adapt a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I know that uh, once you go, uh, you, you get involved in a new culture, you have to adapt to this culture, but you cannot forget your roots. No, so you, you, you find a, you try to find a middle ground yeah, or you find yeah. to uh, find a way that you can still be yourself and also meet your 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 teammates where they are. Yeah. Um, is this a quality now now that you've been here for three years and, and had had to practice this approach in, yeah. in, 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 in your day to day work? Uh, is this something that you can take back to Pamplona now that will help you with your with your team? in Spain? Yes, I think so. That I, I think that every time that you face a new, completely new situation, you always learn something and you can apply that what you have learned to different situations. And I'm sure that I'm going <coughs> to face different teams with different uh, perspectives, different approach. And so uh, I have to be prepared for dealing with different kind of styles. And this is a good uh, learning lesson that I have uh, understood mm -hmm. from from this experience here in the states mm -hmm. and i will try to apply that in, in pamplona I, i'm sure that is is going to be useful what would you recommend for anyone in in not only in automotive but in your position you're in a leadership role you have certain fiscal responsibilities in your organization and and you go abroad for the first time so you're in your in your 40s you have two teenage boys you went abroad for the first time you, you already know your work, you, you are a specialist in your field, you are successful in your work at home, and now you have to transfer this skill set in a different environment. What would you recommend somebody that is in your shoes if they do this for the first time? What do they need to pay attention to? I think that the main lesson that I have learned here is that what you expect or what do you think that is going to work because it works in the place where you come from, is it doesn't mean that it's going to work in the place where you go. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything that you consider that is a, something basic or something that is uh, something like the, the main thing that you have to apply, maybe if you take out from the environment that you were dealing with during your past, sometimes it's not working. I mean, it's, there is uh, different conditions, different people. All of us, we have uh, different backgrounds and, and different sensitivity, sensitivity. So this this makes that uh, things that you consider uh, like with no doubt, uh, you have to come to a new environment with your mind completely open and just be prepared for failure and be prepared for for adapting to a completely new environment. This is a and I, I with my experience and with the experience of other colleagues living the same experience that I have left lived. Uh, this is the main thing that you have to do when you come, especially for the first time, to a different position abroad. It's just mm -hmm. be open and be prepared for the failure because no, what is successful in one place mm, sometimes is not successful in, in other. So now that you'll be back at your home factory, at your home plant in Pamplona, there might be others from Pamplona that will be sent overseas for the company. Do you see yourself now being a mentor to those younger colleagues that will go through a similar journey? Will you be the, the, the former expat that can now tell the colleagues, hey, pay attention to this, do this, don't do that? Well, I think that I can help. And in 
the same way that other helps uh, helped me. You know? mm -hmm. uh, when I came here, the, for instance, I have a friend here that was living one year. He was coming from the same culture, and he was really helpful for mm -hmm. us because he was he has he he had faced the same problems that we were going to face uh, mm -hmm. before. You no, know? and so it was saving a lot of problems to us. You no, know? it was okay. You are going to face this now. You have to react that way, and this is just question of experiencing this stuff no? is that so mentoring and coaching is yeah. helpful to to get yeah, through all yeah, this absolutely okay absolutely it's, i think it's and, and also you were mentioning the the training that you gave to us when we came here and it was really useful because when when you arrive to a country that you don't know anything about mm -hmm. or you have sometimes a lot of prejudice yes. you don't really know what you you have an idea of the country you don't know where it comes from but you have something in your mind mm -hmm. and sometimes it's completely wrong and if you don't have anyone that uh, opens your mind and, and tells you something about that uh, you are going to make a lot of mistakes well and now you're the one that carries that experience so now yeah. you can pass it on right yeah I will try to if, if I uh, meet anyone that is going to face for or is going to go through this experience I will do my best in order to clarify some or to avoid them uh, situations that I have faced. Are you ready to do it again? Or are you just ready to go back home to Spain right now? Well, right now I would like to have some rest a little bit, you know, because the process has been wonderful, but at the same time has been uh, tough, no? because the adaptation requires time mentally and also physical time. No? And mm -hmm. the thing is that now we need some time of relaxing, relax and, and being a little bit more quiet. Uh, but if if the opportunity comes again and I'm, we someone offers us the possi possibility to go abroad again, uh, probably we will take it because it was wonderful. So now you've been gone for three years. You've made experiences that you would have not made at home. You're coming back to Spain as a different Belen, as a different Roberto. How do you expect your lives to be in your old home that you haven't seen for three years how different, do you different right? Christian definitely different I don't know exactly in my case how things are going on but I can tell you that it's not gonna be the same mm. even if I'm gonna be working with the same company I will have a new position and especially I am a new person I mean just different mm -hmm. what is good well well in, in I think that it's going to be also tough just to get used to again to uh, the old uh, life that we left in, in Spain. I mean, it's not. I'm expecting to to require some time to readapt again. No? Yes, because yes, we got used to different rhythms, with different routines, and now now coming back to the this old life with a different mentality is going to be tough, and I, I expect some. Sometimes, yeah. Some cultural shock. The, the Reverse culture shock. E exactly. Yeah. The good point is that we are a bit older, but also a bit wiser <laughs> than three years ago. <laughs> That's what I hope. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, Belen, Roberto, thank you so much. Muchas gracias um, that you spent time with me and time with our audience to share your experience. Bien viaje, good, good, safe travels back mm -hmm. home and. Um, well, much success in your old stomping grounds, and maybe we'll we'll catch up with you in a year from now to see how it's been as a repatriate in Pamplona. We wait for you. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot for the opportunity of speaking. Gracias. Thanks. Mm, 
Belen and Roberto. Chattanooga's gonna miss you guys. And their story sounds very similar to the stories of many other expatriate families I had the pleasure and privilege to work with. And I thought it was important for you to hear it from a family who's done it, who's been there, to hear the experience, the good, the bad, the strange, the weird, maybe sometimes even the ugly. We didn't talk about that too much. And I would be remiss if I did not tell you a little bit more about Belen's book. It's called People of Chattanooga. I uh, will post a link to the book where you can buy it or at least browse through it. It is written by an expat through Spanish eyes, through European eyes, experiencing the United States. What a gift. You'll also see links to Belen and Roberto's social media profiles if you want to engage and interact with them on a different level and outside of this podcast. Go ahead and do so. I'm sure they'd be happy to share their experience with you. And let me remind you, there will be a panel discussion in Chattanooga, Tennessee on July the 28th. This is a Thursday from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be held at the Grand Fallon on 400 East Main Street in Chattanooga. And we'll be talking about Beyond the Job. What does a community need to be efficiently supporting international business families? Because economic development and foreign investment does not stop when the contracts are signed and the workers arrive, right? As I said earlier, companies don't go global, people do. I'll be moderating and we'll have three experts sharing their perspective on the topic. Check it out on the website, theculturemastery.com forward slash blog, the show notes on iTunes or Stitcher. There'll be plenty of links pointing you to where you need to be this Thursday, July 28th, 2016 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And don't forget to follow us, Twitter at Hövele, at Culture Mastery. Find us on Facebook and like us, The Culture Guy on Facebook, and The Culture Mastery on Facebook as well. I look forward to hearing from you. Until then, talk to you next time. And remember, trust your process.